0: Father God, would you please now speak through my words, and may we hear your word, speaking to our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For quite a few of us, these uh, last few days have been a little bit unreal, And uh, difficult. It's easy to feel a bit lost. We have lost our Queen, who, for those for whom she has been Queen, is the only monarch who we have known. She has given us a sense of stability in a constantly changing world, and of course, a remarkable example of faith in God in both the good and at times, the very difficult times. where We are usually allowed to play out our own dramas and crises within the privacy of our own families and homes. She was never given the luxury of doing that. And she's been an example of self-sacrificial love and service, of dedication, commitment and duty. She has hardly put a foot wrong in 70 years of service as monarch. At the age of 90, she was still working a 40-hour week. The fact that she was appointing a new Prime Minister last Tuesday is quite remarkable. Some of you here I know have met her, have been introduced to her, when she came here to St. Andrews. That is one up on me. I have actually met her in my dream when I was invited to tea with her. Alison and myself never actually did meet her, although we can say that we were sitting sort of this far with a piano from her at a function in, in Bury St. Edmunds. And we were also invited to the event when she was present at the Yusupov Palace in St. Petersburg before she travelled to Moscow. On that occasion, we did shake hands with Prince Philip, but she was greeting the people on the other side of the room. Someone yesterday, one of the interviewers on Friday, asked me um, what I thought her legacy would be. Um, It's sort of one of those impossible questions when you're just asked on the spur of the moment. I, I couldn't answer. How can we talk about the legacy of someone who has always been there? It's like talking about the legacy of a mountain. Of course, we will never know her true legacy. Only God sees that. But there is the legacy of a currently strong and popular royal family which has endured some quite severe storms. There will be the legacy and the fruit of many private meetings she had with rulers and politicians from all countries, and wisdom shared and advice given, and examples shown. We will never know about that. There is the Commonwealth, which was very dear to her. It's lovely to have people here, quite a number of people here from many different Commonwealth countries. Currently 56 independent countries, often at times only held together by a loyalty to her. At her death, she was still head of state of 15 countries, including Jamaica, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the Solomon Islands and the United Kingdom among others, they can say she was our queen. But I suspect that her greatest and most direct legacy to all of us, apart from the next Netflix serial, the, the, the crowd, irrespective of where we come from, will be the example of service and duty that she has shown us, those timeless virtues along with respect for each person, whoever they were. In 2020, in the middle of the COVID epidemic, she spoke of how Good Samaritans, the story of the Good Samaritan was one she often remembered, have emerged across society showing care and respect for all, regardless of gender, race or background, reminding us that each one of us is special and equal, in the eyes of God. And she's given us an example of a Christian life. She was head of the church, governor of the Church of England, and she took that role very seriously. She had a deep passion for the church, a great awareness of what was happening in the church. I had the privilege of spending quite a bit of time with the person who was her vicar and visited, was able to visit her home church on the Windsor estate. But it is possible to be a church person and to miss out on what the Christian faith is all about. She did not. Jeremy Paxman, a UK broadcaster, not known for his religious beliefs, said of her that her religious beliefs are quietly held authentic and well-known. She would speak of Jesus Christ every year in her Christmas message. Some of those messages would put my Christmas sermons to shame and she spoke them in 10 minutes. (laughs) She spoke of her own faith. In 2002, the year that her mother and sister died, she said, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. In 2020, she said, the teachings of Christ have served as my inner light, as has the sense of purpose we can find in coming together to worship. And in her Christmas message in 2011, she opened the invitation of the Lord Jesus to all in a way that really we could do just so easily, and I have done from the pulpit. She said in the last verse of the beautiful carol, O little town of Bethlehem, there is a prayer. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us we pray, cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. It is my prayer that on this Christmas day, we might all find room in our lives for the message of the angels and for the love of God through Christ our Lord. Her death is difficult. Yes, a new era is dawning and there is much, much reason for hope. But at the moment it seems as if one of the anchors of the past has been taken away from us. I'm aware that her death will bring back to us the pain of the deaths of those we loved and who have now gone. Many in the crowds greeting Prince, now King Charles, were weeping for him and with him for the loss of his mother. But they were also weeping for themselves and their own losses. And someone said to me, at the moment it seems all the people who I admire are dying. The death of Queen Elizabeth, again, brings us face-to-face with death. We see and experience the pain that death brings, the way that it strips us of all who give us meaning and identity, all who we depend on and delight in. It shakes the most unshakable pillars, and it can leave us feeling abandoned and lost. And so, for just a few moments... I want to look at the Gospel reading from Luke 15 set for today. It's the story of the shepherd who searched for the lost sheep, of the woman who searched for the lost coin, and of the God who searches for men and women who are lost, girls and boys who are lost, and who delights when he finds them. Yes, the story is told by Jesus because people were murmuring, I love that, it's a great word, criticizing him for welcoming tax collectors and sinners, the sort of people they would never want in their church or their synagogue. And Jesus wanted to tell them that God so loves all people, especially those who know that they are lost and that there is nobody who God would not reach out to. He tells them that he is like a shepherd looking for his lost sheep, like the woman searching for the lost coin. In his love, he sacrifices himself. He searches high and low in order to find such people. And when he finds them, when he finds us, if we allow him, he lifts us up and carries them home on his shoulder. That is such a precious picture. Some of you may remember, we looked at the parable of the Good Samaritan of an icon, and there it shows Jesus as the Good Samaritan. Not quite true to the story, who puts the man on his donkey, but Jesus is carrying the man on his back. He carries us home on his shoulder and he has a party. Perhaps today some of us are feeling lost and a little bit hopeless. It may be that we are despised by others who see no good in us, or that even by our own standards, we have failed and we see no future. It may be prompted by the death of the Queen. It may be the current situation that we are living through and we feel empty and lost. But the Gospel reading today is the story of the God who loves you, who searches for you. It's the story of how he puts you on his shoulders and takes you home. He delights in you. There's one lovely illustration in the book of Isaiah which describes God like a mother holding her baby in her arms holding you in her arms and singing over them. It is this loving, saving, rescuing God who Queen Elizabeth served. And it is in this loving, into the hands of this loving, saving, rescuing God that we entrust her and we entrust ourselves In 2011, she said, although we are capable of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a savior with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families. It can restore friendships. And it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. May God bless you. May God bless her.